Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Katie Midwinter as we'll be previewing the main ITV races this weekend. We'll be taking a look at the Scottish Grand National Meeting on Saturday at Air. Good card there. And also as well, we'll be taking a look at the Guineas Trials Meeting at Newbury for the flat. So lots to get our teeth stuck into. But Katie, I'll come to you first. Uh, now, I have to say, it was a good tipping performance by you last week. You won the £20 in the Saddle Pod Challenge. Um, did you enjoy the week as a whole? I did, yeah. I went there on Thursday and Friday. It was my first time at Aintree. Um, and of course, yeah, Shishkin helped me um, get the tipping crown on uh, in the Saddle Podcast £20 Challenge. Um, but I was really pleased to see him back in the winner's enclosure because I've been to see him a few times in the flesh and and he, he was disappointing the, the last time. So I was really glad to see him um, finally win when I was there. Um, and he had Constitution Hill as well on the Thursday. It was a brilliant performance from him once again. Um, so it was a pleasure to see him perform. And on Friday, Bill Baxter uh, did the job for me at 30 to 1. I was really pleased for the Warren Great Treks team. Um, and I just love that horse. He's, he's fantastic. He's definitely one to follow for next season as well. And so it was, yeah, it was a great entry. Um, the Grand National, obviously highs and lows on the Saturday, but great to see Corrick Rambler win. He's a really deserving winner for Lucinda Russell. So, yeah, overall a great meeting. Yeah, definitely was. Obviously a little bit marred by the protesters on Saturday, but I think racing has at least woken up to the fact of obviously seen some good interviews with uh, stand-up for racing, Richard Hoyles, Kevin Blake defending the sport and hopefully they can uh, keep up the good work. Right, we're going to get into the main action now where, like I said, we'll be previewing the main ITV races this Saturday. And the first race we're going to look at is the 150 at air. It is the CPMS Novices Champion Handicap Chase and City Chief is the favourite at 5-2. We've then got Oscar Elite at 5-1. Sail Away at 5s as well. Where it all began at 7s. Temptation in Milan at 8s. And bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, I thought even though he has to carry top weight, City Chief, um, he comes in there off a little bit of a break. Uh, I think he's a favourite I probably would stick with. But um, how about you? How, how did you see the race? Do you want to take him on? I think it's a bit of a tricky one. Uh, I see your point with City Chief, but the top weight of Tile Stone, it does worry me a little bit. His point-to-point win has worked out well, beat a couple of nice types there in the likes of Nosley Road and Freda Arms. And he's shown plenty of promise since, and I would say he's a worthy favourite. I do think he's the one to beat. He's then exposed off one for two. You have to think if the seven pounds rise is going to make it a little bit tough for him, as he is quite inexperienced over fences. Um, I think where it all began could have untapped potential. He's a nice pedigree, and but he's still a maiden over fences. Um, but I'd say he's probably one to consider off a lower mark. And you've got Oscar Elite in there who's experienced enough, can run well on his day. And on the fifth and the ultimate Cheltenham, it was a respectable enough performance. I do think City Chief is, is the right favourite, as I said, and I'm not sure I'd be wanting to take him on, so it's probably a race that I wouldn't be having a bet in this one. Yeah, I can see your angle there. Um, it does look quite tricky, obviously. You do have to trust him, but I probably would just give the nod to him. 
Um, he's been campaigning quite well, I think, this season by Nicky Henderson. He's only had a few runs over chases, admittedly, in very small fields, and this would be something a little bit different. But if he is ridden forward, I think he's probably got the class to come through. He won at this meeting last year. Uh, in the handicap hurdle, so I think yeah, I think I think he'll go very well, and uh, I think he'll be there or thereabouts. Come finish, concern could be given away the weight, but I'm going to go for City Chiefs. So we then move on to the 225, where we go to the Coral Scottish Champion hurdle, and Colonel Mustard is the favourite, 11 to two. Soren Glory's next team at 13 to two. Lou Dessoud at sevens, along with Rubo, Nimi and Lion at eights, Anna Benina at nines. Bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, this looks one of the more competitive races on the card. Quite a few angles in here. Um, who are you going to go for? I like Colonel Mustard in this one. He ran well in the Moor Battle off a £3 lower mark uh, with Kieran Buckley claiming £3 on board um, as he does so again. We've just seen Lauren Fowler a winner race at Kilbegham there in the bumper as we're recording this. Thinks he could have another winner here um, at Air on Saturday. Think he could go on better this time um, and get back in the winner's enclosure. He's a likeable horse. He hasn't won since winning his maiden hurdle a couple of seasons ago, but he has been running against the talented crop of hurdlers when he was a novice, likes of John Bond, Sagir Had, Three Stripe Life, Echoes in Rain. I don't think he faces a horse of that level here. Uh, and he is due another win. So hopefully it'll be his day. I think First Street is interesting on his second run after Wind Up. But uh, I couldn't be tipping him with much confidence at all. Uh, Milkwood, four pounds lower than his last swinging mark um, when he won here two years ago. Could there be a revival on the cards for him? Possibly. Um, but I think the favourite is is a good bet here. I think he, he's value at 11 to 2 as well. So, yeah, I'll be sticking with Colonel Mustard. Okay, one vote for Colonel Mustard. I thought he was kind of handicapped up to the max. I don't know if there's that much more to come from him. And I was quite keen to take him on. I think Nemean Lion is really interesting for Kerry Lee off a mark of 135. Um, won at Kelso last time out. Ran really well in the Tolworth hurdle behind Tamuris. That is good form. I'm just a little bit concerned maybe that he might just be out of his depth a little here. Um, and I am actually going to take a chance on First Street. I thought he would go quite well in the in the county hurdle. Um but things just didn't quite seem to go to plan for him. I didn't think he actually ran that badly. Uh, he was hampered as well coming up the hill. So I do think maybe you can put a line through that run. Nicky Henderson's team are in really good form at the moment. I know he has to carry top weight, but he has been um, competing quite well this year. If you go back through some of his earlier form, um, he's been competing up against the likes of Marie's Rock. I like to move it. I think this is definitely a little bit easier than what he's been up against. And I think off the mark of 150, I think he could go fairly well, like I say, the second run after the wind up. Ones I could be frightened of, um, maybe Anna Benina. She won this race last year. She often comes good in the spring, but 
I don't know, 142 looks a little bit of a high mark to me. Um, I'm probably just going to give a yeah a slight nod to, to first three each way, but I think it is very competitive and um, I'd be at all surprised to see if you go well in the Scottish champion hurdle. So we then move on to the three o'clock. It's the Jordan Electrics Limited Future Champion Novices Chasers Grade 2 Contest and Balco Coastal is your favourite at nine to four. We've then got That's All Right Gino at five to one. Thunder Rock next in at 11-2. Unexpected Party also as well, same price. Tell Me Something Girl 8 and uh, Hang In There and uh, Richmond Lake are your outsiders of the field at 12 and 16-1 to 1 respectively. Um, KT, it seems like the market here, again, is going around uh, the Nicky uh, Henderson favourite, um, Balco Coastal, has been running well this season over fences. Um, that form of the turners does look a little bit shaky. Uh, we saw a, a few uh, horses let the form down, uh, including stage start at Aintree. Um, unfortunately, we lost Mighty Potter at Fairy House a couple of weeks ago and appreciate it, it didn't really get involved. Um, Balco Coastal, is he a horse that uh, we think is going to shine through with his class or is he a horse that you want to take on? Well, I wouldn't be too disheartened in the Turner's form. I think it probably will work out quite well. Uh, stage star, disappointed at Aintree, but I'd say it was probably too soon after Cheltenham. Um, not long till May is a horse that I really like. I think has a promising future ahead. And yeah, sadly, Mighty Potter was, was lost recently. I think he would have gone on to be a potential superstar. So I think the Turner's form is not too bad. Um, it was a competitive race for Barker Coastal to be in. Probably didn't suit him. But I think this is a tricky one. Um, I really like Tell Me Something Girl, but I don't like her over fences. And, you know, she is a novice. She's only run three times over the larger obstacles. And, and she's allowed to make novice mistakes. You know, she's learning on the job. But I just couldn't back her with any confidence over fences at this stage. I much prefer her as a hurdler. And I was hoping to see her go to Cheltenham as a hurdler as well again. Um, but she sticks with the fences and, and we'll see how she gets on and what happens next season. She is a very nice uh, mare and she's got a good engine. So, you know, if she does take to the fences at air on Saturday, then she's definitely in with a chance. And from what I was seeing uh, at the odds earlier on, she's already been nibbled at. So there might be a bit of confidence in her. I think Thunder Rock is another that has to sharpen up his jumping as well. But similarly to tell me something, girl, if the penny drops with him, I think he will make a nice chaser. Now, he has lengths to find with Barco Coastal, but again, similar to Tell Me Something Girl, he has also got a very good engine, and I think the better ground will suit him. So I'd probably tentatively side with Thunder Rock here. He's short enough to be an each-way selection, but he does need to reverse form with Barco Coastal. He could take a step forward, and, and that would be my worry. Um, but... At the prices, I'd probably go for Thunder Rock each way. Okay, so Kate's going to go for the McNeil family trained um, Thunder Rock. I'm just a little bit concerned about the yard form of Ollie Murphy. I know they were in good form a couple of weeks ago, but they've had a few, quite a few horses over the last few days get beaten quite easily when well fancied. So that would be my concern. I think Balco Coastal just maybe has a little bit more speed than Thunder Rock. I think that form at uh, Sandown behind Jerry Colom is definitely the best in the race. He's clear on raid things. Um, I think the ground shouldn't be too much of a problem as well. Um, 
I think he's got a very good chance. That form as well at Christmas where he beat Solo. Solo went on to win a grade two. I mean, it reads quite well. He's definitely the form contender. It seems like it's a Nicky Henson fest for me tonight. Um, but for me, I've, I think Nicky Henson could get another winner here. Uh, I think 9-4 is not a bad price at all. I think he'll probably go off maybe a little bit short on the day. Could definitely see him going off maybe uh, 7 to 4 13 to 8 6 to 4 that kind of territory i think he could be quite a strong one on the day that uh, bookmakers will want to avoid and you know i'm going to go for balco coastal but katie likes uh, thunder rock at 11 to 2 we then go to the feature race of the two day meeting it is of course the coral scottish grand national handicap chase and kitty's light is your favourite 9-2 after winning the Ida at Newcastle back in February. We then got Monbeg Genius, who was seen finishing third in the Ultima behind now Grand National winner Cart Rambler at 5 to 1. Your own story then is third in at 9s. Milalina Girl at 12s. Dusart 16s, along with Empire Steel and Flash Colons. Flash Scotland is also 16s. Man of the People as well is 16s. Captain Order 18s. Elvis Mail 18s. Famous Bridge 20. Bigger are the rest. Katie, plenty in here that uh, you could make a case for. Um, Kitty's Light is a horse that I think a lot of us like him racing. You know, he always seems like he's going to win one of these really big races. He kind of maybe got his day in the sun last time out at Newcastle, but I've got to say I wasn't impressed with him there. Um, do we think he's the most likely winner here? I'm not sure. Um, I'm with you there. I think the day in the sun for him, it came in the Ida at Newcastle. I've been following him throughout the season, uh, as I have done the past couple of years and just watching his handicap mark go go down. And I think, yeah, last time out, that was his day. Um, that was his day ahead of the handicapper there. He's eight pounds up for his win at Newcastle. And I'm unsure on him at the weight this time around. And I think he's short enough in the market in such a big field in the, in the Scottish Grand National. It's going to be a tough race. He did finish second in this last year when he was rated three pounds lower. And... On that form, he's definitely in with a chance again. But I am going to oppose him. And there's two I like in this, two mares. Um, the first of whom is Melina Girl, who I was very impressed with in the Ulster National recently. She ran very well there and she looks a progressive type suited to this sort of race. She's nine pounds higher, which is the concern, but she's definitely one to consider. And the other is Flower of Scotland, I just think it would be lovely to see Sandy Thompson saddle the winner uh, after last weekend. And I love this mare. She's a lovely grey and she stays this trip very well. She's also quite nicely handicapped. She's got a low weight, so I think she could be one to go well. So two for me and Melina Girl and Flower of Scotland. Okay, a couple there at uh, bigger prices from Katie. I myself, uh, I wasn't really keen on too many in this race, to be honest with you. The one I've come down on is under supervision for Nigel Twiston Davis. I just think a few of the horses at the top of the bet and maybe have had hard races. Kitty's Light, I think, will probably run his usual solid race place, but 9-2, not for me, thanks. Monbeg Genius has probably got the best form in the race with his third at uh, Cheltenham, but I just wonder if maybe a hard season might catch up with him. He's been to the whale quite a few times now, and... That would be a slight niggle for me. Dusart is a horse I'm interested in. Had a few strokes with him at a Lambourne Open Day. Cheap pieces going first time. 
that's going to be a difficult ask for him off 12 stone. So, yeah, I've come down on under supervision. Um, I think Nigel Tristan Davis has definitely been targeting some big staying pots with him this season. Um, ran okay when he finished third behind Eva's Oscar on his seasonal reappearance at Cheltenham. Then was dropped a couple of pounds after a couple of below par efforts at Newbury and Doncaster. But then last time out in the Grimthorpe, he was really unlucky not to win. He was ridden prominently, which is the way uh, I think he'll be ridden this time. And he got into a really good rhythm and he was just chinned on the line by Moroda, giving him a bit of weight. He has been raised four pounds for that run, but I do think there's a bit more to come from him. He's always looked like a, uh, a slow staying chaser that's been tailor-made for a race like this. And Nigel Tristan Davis, he is he does turn up in these races now and again. I remember Bally Optic went close for him in this race a few years ago. And I just think this horse could do the same. If he can get out on the front end, get into a good rhythm, stay out of the trouble, um, which some of these are likely to encounter. I just think he's a little bit overpriced at 20 to 1, and he's probably would be my uh, strongest selection in the race. But yeah, really tough race to work out. Plenty that you can give a chance to, but uh, yeah, good luck to whatever you fancy uh, in the 335 at Air on Saturday afternoon. So that is the main races we've covered at Air. We're now moving on to Newbury where we're going to cover some of the flat action and the first race we're going to look at here is the 130 it's the Dubai duty free finest surprise stakes registered as the John Porter stakes the group three contest over a mile and a half Hurricane Lane is your favorite at five six five six your odds on favorite we've then got Mojo Star, Star next in at nine to two Israel at 15 to two Max Vega at eight to one Lone Eagle at 14s bigger are the rest kt the race is definitely going to revolve around hurricane lane we've seen charlie appleby on a few occasions over the last couple of days at newmarket been maybe a little bit in and out with some of his horses they've either been really on it or they've been tailed off creative force as an example today do we think hurricane lane could be vulnerable first time out he could be he's missed a lot um he's been absent since he ran at St. Cloud last July. He's a horse I have a I have a real soft spot for. Um, I backed him in the Derby. I stuck with him then um, in the Arc. And so I really hope he'll make a winning return. If he's ready for this, he should win because he is the class horse. Um, and, you know, I have to say he's short enough, though, because we don't know how he's going to be, as you said. The yard is a little bit in and out. Um, I am a little bit wary of backing Godolphin horses first time out. Um, I think they're usually short enough in the market. They get a lot of market support and you never quite know what you're going to get with them. But I really hope that Hurricane Lane does run well and I hope that he's retained his talent because he's a very good horse and I'd love to see him have a successful season. I would just like to, to watch him win here without having any enrolment from a betting perspective so for me it's a race that i'll just be watching okay just uh, sit and watch for katie i might just take a chance on the horse that won this race last year max vega for rafe becker he won this race first time out last year and he won a couple of times at Newbury last season. I think it's a track that plays to his strengths. The current going is soft. We are due a little bit of rain down here over the next couple of days in the south, leading up towards the race. So I still think it 
even though it might dry out a little bit, I still think it's going to be riding on the soft side. I just think if the conditions are to his advantage and he's given a prominent ride, he might just be able to outstay some of these. And I do think at 8-1, I think he represents a little bit of value here. If I was to have to have one bet, though, I would just lay Hurricane Lane. I think 5-6, to six, it's all on reputation. I've seen a few Charlie Appleby horses, like I mentioned earlier, get turned over um, today. I just think that, um, yeah, some of them are running well, but some of them aren't. He's had a 15 to 8 favourite beaten, an 8 to 13 favourite, 5 to 2 favourite beaten. So, yeah, three favourites beaten today that were well fancied at Newmarket. And that would be a slight concern with a horse like Hurricane Lane, who was only seen twice last season. So, I think that definitely the move is to oppose him, but I could easily be wrong if he bounced back to some of his earlier form. Okay, we then move on to the 205 at Newbury, which is, uh, in essence, a one thousand guineas trials the dubai duty free stakes uh registered as the fred darling stakes group free contest for the phillies and bridestone is your favorite at um nine to two for john and Fady gosden we then got magical sunset for the hannon team at fives remarquee at 11 to two swing along at 11 to two olivia Moralda at 17 to two for the roger varian soul sister 17 to two as well and bigger are the rest um casey plenty of unexposed Fiddies in here that uh, could go on to bigger and better things. But um, who took your eye? I'm going to take a chance on Swing Along for Carl Burke. She beat Queen Me and Matilda Picot to win the Lauder Stakes last season, and I'm a big fan of both of those fillers. And then she finished fourth behind Lesu, Meditate, Morge, and the Chibi Park Stakes. I think that's great form, and she could be one to follow this season. I'd be keen to side with her here up in trip. Her dam won over a mile and and Asaya showcasing has produced some good milers too, the likes of Mahasa. So, yeah, I think she should. Could, she could show progression up in trip. She's run on ground with soft in the description as well. So uh, I think she has a lot in her favour here. Okay, the one I'm going to go for is Remarkey for Rafe Beckett. This is a horse that I remember watching when she won on debut at Salisbury. There was a bit of market support for her that day. I think Rafe Beckett had a couple of nice two-year-olds and i think she's going to be a horse you want to keep on side this season she's already been nibbled she was previously bigger as eight eights earlier today but i think she's a really fascinating contender obviously there's plenty in here that could run well but i think Reen Marquis is going to go close she's from a good family the rafe beckett knows well trains um the half sister to this uh horse impatient by kingman i think this horse is only going to get better won't mind that little bit of ease in the ground as well achieves an rpr of 91 on debut i think that's pretty decent and she was eased down as well. Go back and watch the race if you haven't done so already. But yeah, I'm going to take a chance on Remarkey. So it seems like I am in love again with another trainer. But this time it's Rafe Beckett. Right, we then move on to the 240 for the feature race on their card. It's the Watership Down Stud, two Darnhot Greenham Stakes, a Group 3, and Chowdine is your favourite at 8 to 11. He's odds on. We've then got Knight, who's unbeaten for the Crisfords at 15 to 2. Theory of Everything at 12s, Charin at 14s, I, along with Isaac Shelby, and Streets of Gold, Zoology 16s, bigger are the rest. Uh, KT, take it away. Chaldine, um, for me, I think he has got a fantastic chance in, in the 2000 guineas. He's been my idea of the winner of that race since the start, uh, since the end of last season. Um, do we think he's the one they've all got to beat here? Yeah, he definitely is. The case for him is clear. He's already a Group 1 winner and he's already amassed almost half a million pounds in prize money. 
strong fancy for the 2000 guineas as well uh has soft ground form he's the winner over course and distance i wouldn't be taking him on and i do hope he puts in an emphatic performance just to make that classic um that little more intriguing because there's a couple of aiden o'brien horses towards the top of the market there in august rodan and my fancy little big bear i'm hoping that he does line up in the 2000 guineas at Newmarket. and you know we want Charlene in there in the mix as well and and hopefully it'll be a fantastic race um but in this race i, I do think there are some other interesting horses in the field apart from Chaldean. Um, and at the prices, you know, there is some each way value in here. And I'll give two a mention. Knight is also a course and distance winner, runs for Simon Ned Christford, unbeaten so far, and also a winner on heavy ground. Uh, and Gray's Monument finished second tonight in the group with the Horace Hill Stakes, has run over a mile too, so no stamina doubts there and possibly capable of outrunning his odds of 28 to 1. So whilst I think Chaldine will win, and I hope he does put in in a really good performance, um, I do, I'm interested in a couple, maybe to, to chase him home in, in Knight and Gray's Monument. Okay, so a couple there to rack out for away from the favourite. I am going to go for Chaldine. I'm going to stay loyal with him. I think he's a horse that's going to really come into his own. A lot of his form stacks up really well. I mean, we saw some of it advertised today with uh, Indestructible winning the Quick Craven. He beat him on two occasions last season. And even in that uh, Champagne Stakes, Silver Knot went on to win the Autumn Stakes at Newmarket. So even though it was only a free runner race, it was a very good free runner race. Um, I think over a mile, he'll really come into his own. I think maybe first time he might be a bit workman like if he if he wins this race it might not be an easy watch um it's probably maybe um a race that you don't want to necessarily back him to, to win it's probably just to sit and enjoy watch but i think for the guinea the 2000 guineas i think he'll be primed and be he'll be ready to go and i think he's got a great chance uh the one horse that if i had to maybe be a little bit frightened of something of maybe Pippin him it could be zoology for James Ferguson. We've seen his horses this week in flying form, operating a fifty percent strike rate, five wins from his last ten runners. This uh, colt by Zoostar um, was very impressive, beating a horse of um, of uh, John Gosden called Covey, who boosted the form at Newmarket this week. Had to give a, a penalty as well as well. Well, had to give seven pounds. Covey, like I say, was really impressive at Newmarket. That form's definitely been upgraded. Probably wouldn't like it if the ground got too soft, mind you. Uh, has been uh, pulled out on soft ground before um, as a debutant. So that would maybe be a little bit of a concern, but very much one that has to be respected. And with Oshin Murphy, but it's a board who means, I think, business this season. I think he is an interesting contender. We're then going to move on to the last race we're going to preview. It's the 315. It's the Bet Goodwin Spring Cup handicap. And Latam is your favourite at 11-4. We've then got Al Horeb at 17-2. Saga at 9-1. Atrium at 10s. Bruncher at 11s. Uh, Jimmy Hendricks at 12s. And Bigger are the rest. I thought this was probably the, one of the more trickier races we were previewing on the podcast this week, Katie. I didn't think there was a real standout, um, but how did you see this one? Yeah, I agree with you there, Chris. Um, I think it's a tricky one. In Latam, favourite for William Haggis, probably the one to beat, and probably the one that I'd stick with. I uh, went at the cover recently, beat a, a handicapper that I really like in Casanova. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's probably the right favourite and 
with a bit of market support behind him, he's, he's likely to go well. I didn't have a strong fancy uh, with any of the others. I think the soft ground, it, it makes it a little bit tricky, especially at the start of the season like this. Um, and so, yeah, I'd be sticking with Latam. OK, Kate is going to play it safe with the favourite. Latam, your Irish Lincoln winner. I'm actually going to look at the completely other end of the field. I'm going to go with the outsider, uh, Great Max for Alan Haynes and Emma Racing. Again, we've seen them amongst the winners in recent days. Look, I wouldn't go mad on him, just maybe a small stakes each way. But I think he's really interesting coming over here to the UK. Has been a little bit around the houses, was a good juvenile when he was previously trained by Michael Bell. And then lost his way last season when he was running um, in pattern company races when trained by Michael O'Callaghan. He's been gelded which uh, is quite interesting. And as soon as he moved to Alice Haynes, they didn't waste any time. He's on a hand, handicap. He's off a handicap now, uh, off 99. Um, I think if he's ready and round to go, it seems like uh, he can go well fresh. He won on his debut, actually at this course, funnily enough. I think he could go pretty well at a, a big price. And he does have the stamina to maybe last a little bit further. So if he can get on way on terms, I think he could be a dangerous player off 99 on um, his first run for Alice Haynes. So that rounds off the main ITV races. Of course, this is the section where we do our any other bets. Katie, is there anything else um, you fancied this weekend? Yeah, there's two that have caught my eye. The first is Ugdrasil, the penultimate race at Bangor on D. Uh, he caught my eye in the paddock there in November. But he was disappointing during the race and I think the heavy ground that day probably didn't suit him. Pulled up on soft in his following race too. His best form is on good to soft uh, and he should get that here. It's been nice and sunny in Wales and I'd imagine it's drying all the time. He runs off 119, it's £3 lower than his last winning mark and he's down in class two. Uh, his recent run at Exeter was promising so I think he's in with a chance there. And also a spy catcher. Uh, he goes well fresh and gets a bit of weight from his nearest rivals at Thirsk on Saturday. He's got good form behind Highfield Princess and I, and I think he's in with a good chance. Okay, so a couple there to mention from Katie. I'm going to go for one just to keep an eye on um, in the last race at uh, Newbury in the 4.55. A horse called Warning Sign for Gary Moore. Now, if you go back and watch this uh, horse's last race, it'll say that he's beaten 11 lengths by Harswell Duke. But go back and watch it because he actually did quite well to actually win his side. Um, he was on completely the wrong side of the track. He was drawn low in stall four. Um, there was a bit of shrewd money around for him. I saw a few people tipping him up. And I actually thought he ran well. Anna Gibson was aboard that day. He's inexperienced. Tom Queeley. Uh, takes over and I just think off a mark of 81 he could be slightly dangerous now um, he's dropped a couple of pounds he won't mind a little bit of testing ground as well um, he likes a little bit of ease I think stepping up and trip he's been racing over a mile I think probably will bring out a little bit more extra improvement and then Gary Moore's team as well absolute fine form at the moment operating at 31 cent strike rate don't have a price of what he, he's going to go off at in front of me but if he's a double figure price on the day maybe 10 12 to 1 I think he's very interesting uh, in this kind of race and on I don't think it's a race that 
uh, lots of horses are going to have plenty in hand so he could be an interesting one um so that rounds off uh this week's edition of the in the saddle podcast thanks again to katie for giving up her time remember you can follow us on all the major podcast platforms we're available on spotify soundcloud and apple you can also follow us on the socials where we're on twitter and instagram please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon 